0: You're listening to a podcast from Washington Post Live, bringing the newsroom to you live.
1: Hello, welcome to Washington Post Live. I'm Leanne Caldwell, anchor at Washington Post Live and also co-author of the early 202 newsletter. Today, we have another edition of Across the Aisle. I'm joined with Democratic Senator Martin Heinrich of New Mexico and Republican Senator Mike Rounds of South Dakota, co-chairs of the Senate's AI caucus. Thank you so much to both of you for being here.
0: Thanks for having me. Appreciate
1: it. So I'm so excited to talk to you both today because it is a big week in the Senate on the issue of artificial intelligence. There is a AI forum tomorrow in the Senate. Uh, It is behind closed doors, but you have two dozen of the biggest names in tech and labor and a whole swath of issues who of people who are focusing on artificial intelligence, uh, including you have Bill Gates, you have Elon Musk, uh, Zuckerberg of Meta. So Senator Heinrich, let me start with you. Um, what is the point of this forum that is being held tomorrow uh, led by Senator Schumer?
0: Well, I think it's really, It's really a team effort between the four of us who've been working on these issues for some time now. And I think we all recognize that um, in this kind of a divided Congress, if we're going to legislate effectively on AI, it really has to be a bipartisan team effort. And so it's an effort to make sure that our colleagues are getting information directly from some of these leaders. And it's just one more example of that there are going to be many more down the road and we want to make sure that all of the folks who have a seat at the table who have a stake in this are heard uh by our colleagues and that we have the best possible information to be able to uh to legislate in this space
1: senator rounds you are going to be moderating the afternoon session of this forum tomorrow All 100 senators are invited. Like I said, two dozen of the biggest names uh, in tech or around tech. So what issues are you going to focus on?
2: Well, it's really a matter of trying to get out as much information for everybody as we possibly can. We've got, as you say, we've got folks that are really into uh, the AI, the machine learning and so forth. But to try to get the information that they have in a productive manner to as many members of Congress and their members of the Senate and their staffs as we possibly can. The, the Senate really is staff-driven, and it's a, it's a matter of trying to get as many members as possible and to keep their interest during this time period. Senators aren't normally uh, in a position to where they like just being told to; they like to ask questions and so forth. And unfortunately, because we've got such a large panel, it would be really tough to have all of them respond to. 100 members asking questions. So we're really, we're kind of change, changing that around a little bit to try to get these folks to share as much information as they, in a short period of time. They think these decision makers uh, might be interested in hearing.
1: Senator Rounds, I wanna follow up with you. Your colleague, Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri, a Republican, he told the New York Times that there's too much focus um, on these top executives, that, that Senator Schumer, others are listening, are placing too much of a priority on their opinions. Do you agree with that or disagree?
2: Well, I think everybody in the Senate is going to look at it from their own perspective. Uh, some members may look back to their own states and say, I want to find out what's going on in my own state. Some of them might be doing this based upon which committees they have an interest in. I'm on armed services and I'm on the intel committee. So I've got a real interest in terms of what our military folks are saying and what you know the folks within our government talk about with regards to our capabilities for AI and what our adversaries are doing. Um, uh, that may very well be the a direction of a number of other members, but I don't think there's anything wrong getting as much information as possible from people that have been making their living and working on AI. So it's not just the top AI execs that we've got coming in. We've got folks from the screenwriters, we've got folks from the, the, the teachers. So we're trying to get this as broad-based as possible, but it'll never be perfect. But at least we'll try to get as much new information as possible in a bipartisan way out to as many people as possible. And doing it behind closed doors means that maybe some of these folks might be a little bit more candid than what they would be if it was open and available where they would be, uh, you know, every word they say would be scrutinized.
1: Uh, You mentioned that you have the head of the Writers Guild. You also have the head of the Motion Picture Association. Um, I'm asking this in jest, but actually there's a little truth behind my question. Are you guys gonna solve the Hollywood writer's strike tomorrow?
0: (laughs) Well, Well, what what I would say is uh, that is something that needs to be resolved and resolved soon because I will tell you, I have a lot of constituents we're not working right now because of this impasse. And uh, you know, technology marches on, but we also have to be incredibly grateful and respectful of the work that goes into that industry. And right now, uh, what I can tell you is a lot of my constituents are not working, and that's a that's a very real concern of mine.
1: Yeah, I have some family members who aren't either. Yeah, send it around. Go ahead.
2: Let me add one item onto that because Martin's right. Look, nobody wants to see strikes go on, but there is an item there. there a lot of those folks are concerned that AI is doing job. Uh, if, yeah. if we learn enough about what's going on, and you know, if, if, there's a, if there's a way to identify and to be transparent about what's being created using AI capabilities versus what's come from basic pure human talent, that might be going a long ways in, in, in maybe allaying some of the concerns that that many of the folks out there right now that, that you know use their own talent to make a living, that this might very well help them in their processes or at least their concerns we might be able to address in language or legislation in the future.
1: Yeah, that's excellent point. As you mentioned, AI is central into the issues of the writers and the, the disconnect with the studios. Senator Heinrich, what specifically are you focused on, on the issue of AI? What do you think that the government needs to do most?
0: One of the the questions that I'm asking myself is, where do we think, uh, what's the threshold at which you begin to regulate something? Uh, There are gonna be applications for AI that are very low risk, and we don't wanna stifle innovation, but there are also gonna be applications that that have very real world uh, consequences. And so if you're going to have a platform that is going to drive a car or be in charge of a, of a physical system, we need to, to understand the risks involved there. And we need to be able to test those products and know with a great deal of certainty how they're going to behave. And so understanding uh, you know, how we set those thresholds uh, is going to be a, a fundamental question that I'm trying to get at.
1: Uh, I'm going to ask this question to both of you, but I'll start with Senator Rounds. Uh, I already mentioned Senator Hawley. He and his Democratic colleague, Senator Blumenthal, are coming out with a framework regarding artificial intelligence. There's lots of components to it, but I want to focus on one component. They, in their framework, create an independent regulator, one government regulator that oversees AI. Um, There's some in the industry, including IBM spoken with IBM before, they don't think that's necessary. They think that each agency already has the capacity to regulate their little silo of artificial intelligence. So there's a big difference of opinion here, one regulator or spread out across the government. Senator Rounds, where do you stand on that issue?
2: They're, they're coming up with an interesting concept, but I think it kind of look back at the way Senate is set up and the way the House is set up. We've got a commerce committee, we've got an appropriations committee, we've got uh, we've got a judiciary committee, we've got you know an armed services committee, an intel committee, a banking committee. All in all of those areas, the folks develop expertise about specific items in their in their industry or in their profession. And, and I think we're probably going to end up, and if you take a note, we're not proposing the small group of four of us that are helping to organize this this info this info group. We're saying we want the committees to do the work, and the committees should come up with the ideas because it really is a matter of how AI is integrated into their basic business activities that they normally would regulate. So I, I think there's probably a higher probability of having the individual committees actually doing the work. and looking at legislation themselves and bringing their expertise into play but I think most of the industries right now their comfort they have a comfort level with the uh, the uh, regulatory aspects of either the the uh, organizations that independently regulate them or looking at Congress writing laws based upon the committee's expertise so in the armed services committee I know that we're concerned about making sure that we stay ahead of our of, of our competitors um, I would suspect that uh, commerce wants to make darn sure that we have an outline that allows our country to stay ahead of our competitors as well. What we don't want to do is to regulate uh, from a point of not having good information in the first place. And I think we keep as much of that expertise at the level where the industry and the regulators in that industry know as much about what AI might do and trying to start out with a whole brand new board that spe- specifically just works on the issue of AI. But time will tell. It'll. It'll. it'll uh, okay. A lot of it may after we finish out with some of these uh, these information sessions that we're doing right now.
1: Senator Heinrich, where do you think legislation will go, do you think, on this issue of a regulator? One regulator, many regulators, a board of regulators, like uh, Senator Rounds just mentioned?
0: Uh, I don't disagree with Senator Rounds' uh, characterization of this. What we have to recognize is that individual committees are going to have individual jurisdictions that touch this space. And we should, we should recognize that and respect that. Uh, and at the same time, we also have to also realize that there are certain places in the US government today that have had the capacity to be working in this space for a long time. Uh, the national labs are a great example of that where they have deep expertise in exoscale computing. And some of that is going to be need to be brought to bear on this this regulation question. At the end of the day, I don't think the national labs would be the the place to necessarily regulate AI, but they'd be a great place to kick the tires and test these things and understand the models. So we're going to have to find a way to seam these things together. That is respectful of the existing authorities and uh, and jurisdictions that that already exist, and then we're going to have to figure out where the gaps are and try to plug those gaps. I mean, you were asking earlier uh, around the uh, uh, the screenwriter guild and the the, the current uh, strike that's going on. Uh, there are lots of gaps in our intellectual property law because we twenty years ago, a hundred years ago, as we were developing that body of law, people did not. You know, this is not something people saw coming, and so we're going to have to figure out how we plug some of those holes.
1: Senator Rounds, yes. uh, I know this is very ambitious for Congress to do to try to regulate around artificial intelligence. Congress has been unable to regulate privacy, which it has been trying to do for at least five years. Uh, this issue of related to privacy, but also social media and youth. Another thing that they haven't been able to legislate, Um, what makes this different? Do you think that this is gonna be different this time around?
2: Well, if it would have been easy, it would have been done a long time ago. It's not easy, uh, but we need to give it our best shot. Um, Two parts, first of all, we recognize that if something or an action was wrong before the intervention of machine learning, it's still wrong today. And just because you have a machine in the middle of it doesn't absolve a human being someplace being responsible for that that wrongdoing at the same time with regard to privacy if people have an expectation of privacy without the intervention of, uh, of artificial intelligence or machine learning they should still have that sense of privacy with uh, AI being incorporated into a process so I start with that basic premise but along with that we we know that we're going to have challenges making a determination about how you keep privacy and about what data can be uh, garnered and how it can be used and whether it can be amassed in such a fashion that individual privacy is not infringed upon. Those are gonna be some of the challenges that we will face. And But it, it, this isn't gonna be new. Um, AI is not something that just popped on us. It's just an issue that because of chat GPT, more people are more aware of it. It's been used within military applications for years. It's been used in uh, financial service applications for years. And uh, you know, it, it, so it, it's something that is out there. I think we can handle it. But I think probably one of the most important things that we do here is, if we can keep this on a bipartisan basis where we're talking reasonable people to reasonable people, uh, I, I think there's a path forward. If it becomes partisan to where we're, we're just at each other's throats, then then we've got And, and, and we won't fix it. Uh, at the same time, I think a light hand on regulatory activities is probably better than a heavy hand. Uh, I want AI to develop in the United States. I want us to be seen as the, not only the birthplace for it, but we want to see as much new development coming into our country as we possibly can. But still provide for that privacy protection for individuals. It's not going to be, but we need to try.
1: And Senator Rounds, I just heard, unfortunately, you have to go. Um, something came up for you and your day job over in the Senate. Thank you so much for joining oh. us. But Senator Heinrich, you are staying with me and you get to talk to just me for 15 minutes or 10 minutes. Thank you so much for staying around. So my colleague in the Washington Post uh, is out with a column today about uh, about Sam Altman, who runs OpenAI, which of course ha- uh, is ChatGPT, um, saying that Sam Altman believed that Chat GPT and artificial intelligence should have been uh, led by the government. And he goes on to say that at one point in 2017, there were some conversations with the administration or with people about money and about the government taking a lead role here, but those didn't go anywhere. So, my question to you is were you aware that this was a conversation, you know, five, six years ago? And second of all, should the government have been uh, in the forefront of this industry rather than leaving it to independent private tech companies?
0: Well, I would say around that same time is when Rob Portman and I got the uh, founded the AI Caucus, and I can tell you that until ChatGPT became ubiquitously available. Um, there, there were just lots of people in government who were not tracking this closely. So I'm not I'm not surprised that um, there wasn't more focus at the time because those of us who were trying to create that focus were really challenged with uh, all of the other issues that seemed a little more urgent to many of our our colleagues at the time.
1: Hmm. Um, I, I have a question from the audience, Senator Heinrich. Uh, Andrew Stroud from California. He asks: One of the most significant legal issues facing the development of AI is the inability to cop- copyright works generated through AI technology. Is, cl- is Congress planning on addressing this issue through legislation? I think you briefly you touched on this, but yeah, can you go into that a little so, bit more?
0: I think generally we need to find the the. Uh, the gaps in our existing intellectual property law, including around things like copyrights, and find ways to close those gaps. Uh, But it's going to depend very much on what committees can bring to bear that that can get 60 votes on the floor of the Senate. And so I think we're pretty open-eyed right now that we don't know what the final Uh, uh, product is going to look like. It's going to be driven by the individual committees. It's going to be driven by what items can we actually create consensus around. Uh, But certainly, we're very aware of of those gaps. And I think the more we can make all of our colleagues uh, aware of those gaps, the more likely it is that we're going to be able to legislate in that space.
1: What do you think the timeline is for legislation?
0: Uh, I think it's, Ideally, I mean, we're working in this Congress, so I would like to have something that we can can pass in this Congress. I think some people have said by the end of the year, I, I don't see things coming together that quickly, but I do think we could see a package in, in the following year.
1: And do you, I have another question from the audience, actually. Um, Cindy Walker from Nevada says, my home state, do you fear the overarching regulation Congress Um, may put on AI development will impinge on the speedy development of important uses America is known for. And you guys touch on this a little bit too, um, not wanting to hamper uh, innovation. So what is that fine line? Is it too early to tell?
0: Well, I think it, it's driven by where the consequences are, right? So the, the same responsibilities that we already have to make sure that people are safe, to make sure that their privacy is protected, we need to find that same balance with respect to artificial intelligence. And so uh, I, you know, I very much am a believer that we can maintain our leadership worldwide in this space continue to be at the forefront and still respect the need to put some guardrails on this technology. Uh, that is particularly acute when you start putting this technology in a position of making decisions that have very real-world consequences. Uh, when you put AI in charge of a self-driving car, uh, that has real-life real consequences, right? Or it can. and Uh, The same is true if you were to, say, put an AI platform in charge of managing our electrical grid. So we just have to find the right threshold to make sure that we are putting those guardrails up, but not putting them up in in applications that don't don't really have those same consequences.
1: There's a lot of doomsday scenarios with AI um, that it is going to wipe out the workforce, that it's going to, you know, take away so much responsibility and um, productivity of humans. where others believe that it's actually going to increase productivity and make humans' lives better? Where do you fall on that spectrum? And is that the role of government to ensure that one extreme that an extreme of you know, wiping out the need for humans doesn't happen. I know I was extreme in my description at the end there, but yeah, well, where do you fall on that?
0: You know, we're, we're always going to need humans in the loop, in the equation, uh, in the the workforce. I think there are very real opportunities with artificial intelligence, but we also have to control for some of the edge cases that could be very extreme. And that's that's kind of why we're having this conversation tomorrow. And I think there will be some very pointed questions asked of some of the people in the leadership positions in this space of how we, how we avoid some of those extreme consequences that people have articulated, while at the same time being able to use this like any other tool to uh, uh, advance uh, the human species.
1: I interviewed Melinda Gates uh, on this program, uh, Washington Post Live at the end of July. She told me that she has concerns about lack of diversity in the development of artificial intelligence, not only in yep. the development of the software, but also how without that diversity in the development, the impact of the software and the programming itself. Um, can Congress address that?
0: I think we should because I think one of the things that many of us recognize is that uh, if if you don't control for the quality of data that you're training these systems on, then you're getting very uh, efficient uh, discrimination effectively. So like the data that goes in, just like in the old days of of, uh, of writing computer code, there's a, a saying garbage in, garbage out we have to know that that we're training systems on data that is not baking in things like bias and discrimination. And so I think uh, her concerns are, are very valid, and that is one of the things that we're going to have to learn to control for. And it's going to be very different than the way we used to do it, where you could just look at the code and see the data. Uh, these systems behave very differently than that. So we're going to need testing infrastructure to be able to understand uh, not only what uh, answers that a system may come up with, but why they came up with that answer as well.
1: Great, and Senator, we only have time for one more question. I have to ask a news of the day question. Um, And it is because House Speaker Kevin McCarthy just moments ago came out and said that he is launching a formal impeachment inquiry into President Biden. Um, first of all, what is your reaction to that? And second of all, do you worry that that is going to hurt uh, electability of President Biden in 2024?
0: Honestly, in today's divided policy uh, politics, it, it might actually help President Biden's electability. I, I think it'll be viewed largely as a political stunt, uh, and I think we have uh, we have such urgent need. To just do our jobs and make sure that the government remains open right now, and we're seeing that happen on the Senate side. We're seeing very bipartisan uh, appropriations bills passed, and yet on the House side, it it you know under Speaker McCarthy's leadership, I think it's very a very open question: Will they be able to come up with a product? And uh, I think it would be wise for Speaker McCarthy to uh, focus on the the, the challenges. Uh, in his own uh, body uh, and and really try to to govern and show the American people that he can. And I think that's an open question.
1: Senator Heinrich, thank you so much for your time today. We are out of time having this very fascinating conversation about artificial intelligence. Thank you.
0: Good to join you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. For more information on our upcoming programs, go to WashingtonPostLive.com.